Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast. Before we get started, we've got a voicemail from our old friend, Spencer Parks. He is catching up on episodes and uh, gave us a call. Hey, it is Spencer. I am listening to the, uh, what the hell episode? Shoehorn with Teeth episode. And I just heard the skeedy, CD skip live thing, and I don't think I had ever heard of that before, so thank you for that new piece of information. Um, but... Uh, I want to know how they did that. Um, my my guess is that they would they have actually recorded the CD fast forwarding, record the sound of it, and then transcribe that and figure out the parts. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think that's so so amazing and fascinating that they did that. And you know, of course, these are the people who ended up making the backwards version of of uh, of bullets, lube, and um, Man, I I still want to do some of my own backward stuff, but you know they they just have the, such this creative mind of what? How can we fuck up our songs? <laughs> what can we do to really fuck them up? And I'm just such a big fan of that. All right, uh, I am slowly but surely getting caught up, Greg. I'm in what August, and uh, I'm calling in January. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, personally, whenever they might be giants do something insane like that, I just assume that they're some kind of wizards. You know, they're uh, they're capable of some pretty crazy shit, and that's uh, part of why we love them, right? So, yeah, thanks for calling in, Spencer. Anyone can call in at 224-801-2930, and let's get on with the show. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with returning guest, Ekalimchi Okimbo, to talk about the song, Bed, 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 and technically also the song, Bed, 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 off of No and the Bed, Bed, Bed book. This is all going to get very confusing, but here we go. (laughs) The day is done, the sun is down, the curtains have been drawn And darkness has descended over everything in town The covers have been turned and I've got my pajamas on I've had my fun, I've stretched and yawned and all is said and done I'm going to be things today there's nothing left to do i ate three meals i rode my bike i hung out with my friends i did my chores i watched tv i practiced the guitar i brushed my teeth i read my book and then i sat around i'm going to be 
Eklamji, what's up? Oh, you know, living life. I wanted to come up with a convoluted answer that was also true. Because I think especially in 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 the world that we live, sometimes uh, people ask like innocent questions, but the answers to those questions are so complicated and convoluted <laughs> that you that you want to be earnest, but you don't want to be overbearing. So I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna do something complicated, but then I got busy, so I didn't I couldn't write that joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> what a tease, <laughs> man! <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, you are returning for uh, it's it's been it's been a minute. It's been almost two years exactly. Yes, your debut episode was Tesla and Tesla two four six eight combined yeah. episode, and yeah. I do believe yeah that was January of twenty twenty. That must have been yeah right before the pandemic. Yeah, it was no the uh, it was actually I no twenty twenty one. It was twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Right, uh, because we had talked after we did a little mini episode for the cover project and then 2021 was interesting because that was right before i started working at the post office i think Mm. like the next week i went uh is either that week or the next week i i I was doing orientation and stuff for that job and then from there i did the job and then i got severely injured uh i had a nerve injury so i had to early uh last year i had two surgeries on both of my elbows uh and was this like lifting a a heavy ass package or something yeah it was it was uh basically i was i was doing my thing and then my entire left hand basically blue screen of death i have no feeling in it whatsoever i couldn't move it it was pretty scary um but i finished that shift and it was terrible Um, but after that, there was an entire thing with the medical system and running around trying to get, uh, that looked at or figuring out what to do. Mm -hmm. It was like a long drawn out process unnecessarily. Uh, and that's just kind of what it was. So right now I'm basically just still like, I've more or less fully recovered. There's still weirdness, but that's nerves for you. And, uh, since then, I've I've I'm now in the new we're going to get a new job because you can't be at home all the time kind of mode. But I'm also helping out at home with just things, you know, um, I family family exists in a way where <laughs> it's very convenient and helpful for me to be a floating point person. Um, mm-hmm. So but I do need to get a job and get employed because uh, I spend way too much money on uh, things in general. Music gear. Oh, music yeah. gear for sure. Uh, sneakers is another vice of mine. Mm-hmm. I spent mm-hmm. way too much money traveling over uh, this this last summer. I took a train um, from from here in Eastern Washington to Philadelphia to watch the band Kanashi do a never ender. They played all of their songs over the course of three days. Okay. And I also went to Boston to visit friends. I went to DC to visit friends. I went to Austin, Texas to visit friends. Uh, and it was not a financially responsible decision, <laughs> um, but it was a good time. <laughs> I've also gotten into film photography a lot um and that is not a cheap hobby Film, because none yes. of my hobbies are cheap i should i should get into like uh like drawing on pen and paper because that's that's an affordable <laughs> hobby right even if you don't have any money painting is insane 
painting is insane. Although I really want to um, do a uh, Ellsworth Kelly style thing uh, with um, with like take two transparent, uh, semi transparent like acrylics or whatever, and then do a gradient like just uh, piece by piece, like algorithmically, just to see if I can make that look passable. Because a lot of the a lot of the modern artists are absolute wizards, or they were absolute wizards. Rest in peace, Elf, Ellsworth Kelly. Uh, but it's one of those things where you look at it, and it seems simple, right? But then the more you know, you're like, oh no, this is actually ridiculously hard. And I kind of want to find out precisely how ridiculously hard it is, right? By doing it the easiest way possible, by having two different pigments and just layering them to get the blending. Uh, if you're picking out or making your own paints uh, via your own mind, that is that is wizardry on the same level as like audio tech technicians. Like if you like for the for the folks at home, if you've ever tried to edit audio once in ever in your life, uh, you'll listen to a thing that's on the radio, like the worst song on the radio. You'll listen to it and you can make the most beautiful composition that has ever been heard. But you're not going to make it sound as good as the garbage that you hear on the radio because those people are wizards they 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 have they like sold their soul to the devil or something to learn uh-huh. how to tweak specific values to make it pop in your ear in a way that's ridiculous hey to back up a little bit when you were talking about your uh the nerve issues i actually i actually had a weird thing go on at the end of august that uh, i can't remember if i mentioned on the show or not a weird kind of um tingling and weakness that like started in my legs. This was like over the course of three days started in my legs and it wasn't that I couldn't stand up, but it was just like, it's just like, why? I felt like I was like really, really tired. And then the next day I'm like, Oh, my legs are getting a little better. But now I'm like, my left arm is feeling weird. And then my right arm is feeling weird. And I actually had a, a gig that night and I'm like trying to hold on to the drumsticks for dear life. I ended up going to the emergency room the next day. They did blood tests. I went to, uh, I got a neck x-ray. Uh, I went to a neurologist. They ended up doing, I'm wondering if you had one of the same, it, it ended up just working itself all out and they couldn't even, the scary thing was that they couldn't even figure out why it happened. Sheesh. Like there was a new like anxiety medication I had taken, which they, th- from all, you know, posted side effects and everything they said should not have caused anything mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, just fingers crossed it doesn't happen again. But I went in for this test called a EMG where they stick little needles attached to wires into different parts of your muscle and, like, give it a little, like, pulse. Oh, God. Do oh. they do that to you? I, I, I didn't have needles. They just were able to do it with just the little pads. So I didn't actually okay. have to do the needles. But they did do a whole series of electric shocks on both of my arms. Uh, and it was terrible. And I hated it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like when I first got injured, I originally thought it was like a carpal tunnel wrist thing. But it turns out it was an elbow mm. thing. Um, so that's where yeah. uh, I had the two. It's like the ulnar nerve. Got I had release on both sides. Uh, and it was actually really bad <laughs> when <sighs> I was went before the surgery. Um, but now it's fine. I still get I still get a little bit of that weariness. I still have to kind of pace myself. I can't play too much of anything. Otherwise, I, I can feel it coming back a little bit. So I just when I feel it feeling bad, I just stop. Um, but I suppose that's also part of uh, getting older 
knowing your limits. <laughs> Please. How old are you now? 28. I don't 28. like I I know I'm not old, but like yesterday I walked like 8 like 8,000 steps and I was exhausted. Like I need to it, it comes need, it creeps up on you fast. I need to go to the <laughs> I need to get gains. I need to go to the gym. I need to I need to bulk up. I need to be able to, you know, get back to my oh my young physique from when i was 24 so far gone <laughs> four whole years ago four whole years ago uh-huh uh, uh okay so to get on to uh back to team bg now if people want to hear your phantom story they can go back two years and listen to the tesla episode but we've got a lot to get into so i think we're just gonna kind of jump in now I'm even kind of confused about how to order all of this stuff. Like I, I had it all in order on the email I sent you, but then I realized the two different versions of this song kind of swap back and forth. Cause I mean, there's a lot of songs where like the dial a song was drastically different mm-hmm. than what ended up, you know, on the album. I mean, I palindrome, I uh, famously has two completely different dial a songs and mm-hmm. then, the album version, and we got ones with Flames, we got ones with Linnell. Oh, yeah. This one seems to have started one way, changed, and then changed back. Uh, and I think after the intro, what I will have played, I think, is the Bed, Bed, Bed off of mm-hmm. No, the No version, which I think would be the pe- the version people are most familiar with. Yeah. Um, but the demo I'm going to play, which we, we don't have a release, well, we don't have a recording date on this, the... Release date was on podcast 35A, which was 2000 and wait a second, uh, 2008. They revealed the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to play this one, and it might be a version that a lot of listeners haven't heard before. So I will drop this in right now. The day is done, the sun is down, the curtains have been drawn, and darkness has descended over everything in town. The covers have been turned and I've got my pajamas on. I've had my fun, I've stretched and yawned, and all is said and done, I'm going to bed. Bed, 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 bed. So many things today, there's nothing left to do. I ate three meals, I rode my bike, I hung out. So yeah, so that that demo is uh, Flan singing, and it's much more gentle. It's got like some glockenspiel or some sort of like midi glockenspiel type thing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some crickets that kind of come in and out, um, but it's it's way different than the no version. Um, do you think, I mean, were you, were you familiar with that version, um, before the no version? I don't know. Which one are you more familiar with? So I actually was getting in the 2000s, like 2007, 2008, 2009, um, I was hopping in between and out of liking the Envy Giants and not liking the Envy Giants. Uh, when I was a younger, uh, person, my moral code was, uh, 
it was ve- it was it was interesting, right? So uh, the, there was a period where I stopped listening to the Airy Giants altogether because I had downloaded the song Cyclops Rock, and I heard, thought that uh, Flansburg says "damn" instead of "damn," and I'm like, "That's a cuss word. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I've let too much slide." But the interesting thing is it's filthy lyrics, right? Right. That's that's so grotesque. Now I listen to everything but um (laughs) podcast 35a is one of the i'm checking this right now it's one of the podcasts from that era that i uh, got me back into the band so i actually heard bed 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 before i heard the original bed 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 which but is it the original (laughs) if this is the demo then when this version be the original I'm going to say because Bed, Bed, Bed was released first, the the hard rock inversion, that's the original for all for 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 most people. If people are listening to like music, the earliest version that was accessible to people is going to be considered by most the original. And well, it, it's tricky. Yeah, we're getting, it's often, yeah, we're... It's often <laughs> tricky with 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 songs that have more than one version because usually in my experience there is a natural preference to whatever version you heard first like i heard uh, another first kiss off of mink car before i heard first kiss from uh, severe tire damage and i like another first kiss better mm, i'm I the think, opposite on that <laughs> i think the other thing that's interesting about bed 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 and bed 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 um is that I personally, and this might be a hot take, uh, which I know nobody on a podcast has ever had a hot take before, but um, I think that the that they may be giants as much as the whole uh, happy instrumentation, dark lyrics thing is their cup of tea. That kind of dramatic irony thing is is part of their like playbook. The Airy Giants tends to be at their best when they go full genuine on things. Mm-hmm. Like I think that like bed, 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 like as it like it existing as a lullaby, right, is a better version of the song than the kind of ironic, oh, we're going to bed, but not really because we're jumping up and down <laughs> on the right. bed kind of style right. of the original. It is definitely yeah, bed, 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 bed is definitely the true lullaby version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean what yeah, just I'm not sure you know when I mean you'd actually listen to the podcast. I I had just you know grabbed this version of this song mm-hmm. on the podcast. I mean and and typically they're doing like characters and stuff and they're not even really explaining anything. But did they say that it's, I mean, was it a demo before no or was it a demo before they did the version for the from, book bed 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 from what i remember uh from the podcast the uh the bed 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 the hard rocking version came first and then when they were writing the book they were like we need to have a lullaby version of this song because this is not appropriate for this so flansburg records the demo version of bed 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 and then they get Kimya Dawson to sing it because it's Kimya Dawson, and mm-hmm. who doesn't love Kimya Dawson? All yeah, right. Uh, for yeah, for people not 
familiar. I mean, you probably have heard her and not even realized it, but she came up with a group called uh, The Moldy Peaches with Adam Green. They had some uh, pretty hilarious songs, but her, her biggest bit of notoriety is definitely from the movie Juno um, because she sings like the um, – or they, sings, they sing the kind of theme song to the movie. I mean, it wasn't written for the movie, but it became kind of like the song that the characters sing and all this kind of stuff. Um, is it called Anyone Else But You? Or am I just pulling that out of my butt? I do not. I, I've never watched the movie Juno, and it's not on my list of movies to watch. I feel like there's a certain um, temperament of movie that existed in the mid-2000s that you kind of had to be there to understand. Yeah, maybe. It's a little bit twee. Like, I remember watching Napoleon Dynamite uh, when I was at a, uh, it was like a church retreat. And the first half of the movie, I fully hated. Uh, I just couldn't stand it. And then there is a scene where they're like in a thrift store looking at something on a wall and it clicked and it just became the funniest thing in the world to me. Um, But I don't think that if I went back to rewatch Napoleon Dynamite, I'm going to have that same experience. Uh, I think that like... I probably would be able to appreciate it in a more technical sense because that's part of getting older and watching things that aren't just uh, explosions, people fighting (laughs) and things exploding, which again, I I fully love. I love, I love earnestness. And I think that like the current batch of things exploding and people fighting movies lack a level of earnestness that makes them actually enjoyable. But um. I think that Juno as a movie uh, is one of those things where it would be a really hard sell for me. And I don't go out of my way to consume things that I don't expect to enjoy. Okay. Like it's definitely possible, but I I think you might like it. But but yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time either. So, you know, who knows if I'd enjoy it as much as I did back then. But the uh, the soundtrack is good. Um, no, it's it's definitely possible. But yeah, we should definitely yeah. Actually, before we move on, let's just go ahead. You know, we mentioned Kimia Dawson. Let's play this version that ended up on the 2003 Bed 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 book. The book's called Bed Bed Bed, and then the song on the CD is Bed 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 Bed, featuring Kimia Dawson. So let's play th- uh, this one in case people haven't heard it. The day is done, the sun is down, the curtains have been drawn And darkness has descended over everything in town The covers have been turned and I've got my pajamas on I've had my fun, I've stretched and yawned And all is said and done, I'm going to bed So many things today, there's nothing left to do I ate three meals, I rode my bike, I hung out with my friends I did my chores, I watched TV, I practiced the guitar I brushed my teeth, I read my book, and then I sat around I'm going to bed, 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 bed I like how it, it it's kind of a song that uh or the way that melody works on this version 
kind of hard to fit uh, in some people's ranges. I feel like maybe they should have bumped it up a little bit more for for Kimmy because she has a little bit of trouble getting to that the low end of bed. Like it's definitely one of those examples of it's the it's kind of the reverse of oh do not forsake me, where when Flansburg was singing the demo of oh, do not forsake me, he was like I can I can hit these notes. And then they were like, let's get a person that can actually hit these notes. Um, <laughs> with this one, Flans could t- 100% hit the notes on the demo. But in when they got Kimmy Dawson to sing it, it was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Flans' vocal range is ridiculous. Um, mm, yeah. like, and he's I really developed the, a, a nice falsetto in his older years, too. Yeah, like the biggest jump in vocal range, I think of any of giant song is alienation for the rich, which I think Mm. has, it's like two and a half octaves in that song because it starts at, uh, like he hits, like it starts with the like low a flat and then it key changes up to what B flat and then up an octave. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that entire riff is like an octave ish so it's like two full octaves of vocal yeah, now, range now does this song. count the little like yodeling bit that i'm feeling poor uh, every time no I don't, I, I, I don't i don't i don't count that oh but just just awesome. like the like the like the like the the lowest note is i gotta get a job and then the highest note is the miller high life except an octave above that miller high life like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's false said it's only gotten better i mean that's that's obviously young flans, um, but he mm-hmm. he utilizes that falsetto a lot more. I'll tell you one of the, one of the songs that's hardest for me singing along with range wise is "Climbing the Walls." I don't know if you've sung oh, that much, but that's one of my favorite I mean, John, favorite ever songs. John, not, have not done the episode for it yet. Um, John Liddell's <laughs> vocal range is is a mystery. Uh, what 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 a man! It's actually really. I, I was talking about um about uh what's the word I was using uh vo- uh uh being fully genuine and it was funny because on my on my trip across the country via train we we the train went through Montana and so as a train I think after we were in Montana I'm like I may as well listen to state songs because I never really fully listened to state songs I knew people loved this song Montana and I'm like let me figure this out right uh. Oh yeah, I've and it was it. one of those things where where I was like, uh, trying to process the song as being like humorous or a joke, and it didn't really click. But the second I'm like, I'm gonna take this song very seriously and pretend that everything that's being said in this song is deadly serious. Everything clicked. Like mm-hmm. there is like the deep tragedy of Montana being a leg <laughs> was like fully revealed to me. Like I'm in tears on this train. Uh, like because it was staring at me in, in the face the whole time. I knew it right away. Like it was. I don't know. Music. Music is great. I hate it so much. <laughs> okay, so we've we've basically talked about the second version first then and i i mean i think what the what you said from for the podcast that that seems to make sense that the what they call the demo is actually the demo for the second version for the book i mean especially because i mean when you hear the demo it sounds real clean like it definitely sounds like a uh it doesn't sound like a 90s demo or something 
Um, because yeah. this song was actually played as far back as, as 2000, you know, two years before No come out, came out. Uh, we'll play that a little later. Um, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like, you know, newer tech demo. Um, you know, it's not like dial a song or something. Um, but I think for this Kimmy Dawson version, well, not only giving props to Kimya, we have to give props to uh, The Machine, Dan The Machine Levine on tuba. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, Linnell on uh, bass clarinet as well. So I love the kind of juxtaposition of these two really low instruments with like the higher voice. And you still, I mean, there's some glockenspiel stuff on this version yeah. too, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a cool kind of like, uh, like they just like suck the middle out of it. You know, there's no, like there's some keyboard in there, but there's like no guitar. It's like really highs and really low sounds. And, the, and then those crickets, which which go forever at the end of the uh, the book version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and the melody is a lot more interesting. Well, I think I like the harder rocking version better. I know you're saying, you said you like this version better, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The but melody again, it might be lot... partially because I heard it first. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like you said. The melody is a lot more interesting on this lullaby version because the... the Linnell sung harder rocking versions. It's just, you know, just this real stagnant thing. While the Flans yeah. demo into the Kimia thing, the day is done, the sun is down. It's just all kind of like weaving up and up and up and then back down. Weaving up and up and up and then back down. Um, still, though, I like the harder rocking version better, though. So, uh, I mean, what's what's your pitch other than being more, uh, I think sincere is the word you used. What else do you like about this version more than the uh, the harder rocking version? I think part of it is uh, Kimya Dawson's voice. I think that there is like something infinitely endearing about whenever Kimya Dawson sings or even speaks and... As fun as the original Bed, Bed, Bed goes, it's one of those things where I'm like, am I really like it takes it's a really hard sell for me to 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 pick something else over Kimya Dawson, especially when like from an instrumentation range. uh, uh, It's it has all the kind of quirks that the Abbey Giants instrumentation generally has where it's like. Like if this was a Kimmy Dawson song, then chances are it would have been much more straightforward in how it was like arranged. It would have been like a guitar or a ukulele or something mm-hmm. just kind of there and would have been like a little flat. But with the tuba and the bass clarinet and the little like little ding, 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 ding from the glockenspiel, it's just so cozy. Yeah. It's just so cozy. Definitely. Um, but yeah, maybe it's it's like you said, I heard the no harder rocking version first. So your you know, your hypothesis there can be completely correct. You heard this one first. I heard the harder rocking thing mm-hmm. first. So that's just kind of how mm-hmm. it goes. Um Yeah, and you know, it, it, instead of keeping it completely linear, I guess, um we'll we'll jump back to the hard rocking version. Why don't we go ahead and play the live version of the live uh, take of this version before we mm-hmm. go back to the no version, even though we're chronologically not in in order. So in uh, 2007, 
Um, I don't know if it was at Amazon's wishes or what, but the Amazon.com version of Here Come the One, Two, Threes. So we're talking two kids' albums later. They wanted a bonus track or something as a special Amazon <laughs> exclusive. So they recorded a live uh, version of this bed, 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 bed. Uh, and let's listen to that right now. Okay, I want, I want to say we didn't rehearse this, but that would be a, that'd be a lie. Vocal pickup, you you and me together kind of thing? Okay. Um, we could wipe out on this, and, and actually, um, we might have so little pride that we would just start over again. Just letting you know. It could happen. I don't want to jinx anything. Oh, wait, I need... Can somebody give me a B-flat, please? Somebody up there with the instrument in the hand? So this one, it's it's kind of funny. They poke fun at themselves a little bit too, but it, it is a little bit of a mess. I think that was okay. We we need to have a a, a, a bonus track for the I think it's the Amazon dot uh, com release of our uh, of our our next kids project. So or they won't put it out. Or they won't put it out. That's it's one of those weird deal breaker things. So that we we just recorded that. I'm just letting you know we recorded that. I thought it was perfect and. We're going to do a lot of pitch correction on it and, you know, a lot of surgery, hire some other musicians, you know. Just kidding, guys. I was, I wow. was the problem. It was it's, going to be a, it's going to be a long subway ride home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the uh, live version of Bed, Bed, Bed uh, that we are probably going to listen to immediately after this, I think, is much more um, good. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, again, again, it's it's it, it, it's it's one of those things where like the live version, and this is true of a lot of bands, not every band, but a lot of bands. When you hear the live version, you can kind of understand like the energy. I think gets transported through live music in a way that record like studio versions just can't do. Mm-hmm. So like listening to the live version of Bed 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 Three. Uh, I could really get no this be like yeah this song is fun and it's goofy and it's not meant to be taken very seriously uh but with the uh bed five uh <laughs> it's just like 
can we like it's it's hard like it's one of those things where it's like there wasn't really a winning situation there but they tried their best yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not sure uh who the horns are on that version but the trumpet and and i i I feel for them. I'm not sure if it's uh, Pender or Kurt Ram. And I, I don't know. They weren't working with Kurt Ram. I don't think yet in 2007, but um, it, it, they're like way out. They're way out there. Cause it's such a stripped down arrangement, and mm-hmm. there's no trumpet in the, on the CD version of, of this one. Um, so there's just like this, this high piercing instrument, just like trying to play a high note as softly as possible. And <laughs> it's just like, like, yeah, oh, <laughs> the beginning is pretty funny too. Linnell, uh, can someone with an instrument give me a B flat? He's like, uh, like, <laughs> like trying to pick the the pitch out of the air. <laughs> oh, I mean, it does have. I think it's trombone on that one. I mean, chances are it's it's um, Levine as well. The trombone sounds good, but the trumpet. And again, I, I feel for them just like having such a stripped down arrangement, just sticking out with an instrument that's that out there. Yeah, it's one tough. of those things also when you have a song that you don't play mm-hmm. and you try to play it and you're like, oh God. Like there's they even six, elements, six times this version. There's six e- times. There was even elements of that when um uh they brought back a stuff called Nowhere for what year was that? Two, that was the tour I was able to go to 2018. They brought back the song itself called Nowhere and uh like their 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 like quiet storm version of that song is fine it's it's okay it's all right but like the whole the whole the whole core of that song uh in my opinion is like the the energy that you know uh the the chorus with that bonkers key change has and they couldn't quite replicate it like mm-hmm. it was very clear that flansberg was not comfortable with the guitar part on that because the guitar part is demonic um <laughs> like that was at a period of time when i was learning teaching myself guitar that was the hardest song that i had taught myself mm. um but you know they were they when they first started playing it they got better over time at playing that song but like when they first were starting it it was very much like oh god oh god let me let, let's try to make it through this <laughs> and then as you know they did it more and more they got better and better yeah mm-hmm. I, I i think you're right i think we should go we'll 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 take it all the way back now to the debut of the harder rocking bed 3 as as i think we're calling it now right the bed mm-hmm. 3 version um, which debuted in November of 2000, so about a year and a half and change before No came out. Um, let's uh, let, let's check this out. November 23rd, 2000, Bed Three. <laughs> So many things to do 
They're having fun on this one. And Linnell, (laughs) like, stumbles over a ton of lyrics, which I I love every time that happens. It's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I practice my guitar. Oh, wait, that's what I was supposed to say on this next part. (laughs) Like, he says it too early. And then he just kind of mumbles way through it. I love it. But then he just, like, just has such gusto. He just, like, sells it. Oh, absolutely. All the little bells and whistles and all the clanks and everything that goes on like it's it's almost as wild as it was on no oh yeah right out the gate there's probably a person uh i don't know if i'm gonna make this but there probably is a person that could just cut out all the noise segments of the giant songs you'd have like a five minute long video (laughs) of just various parts of like songs that they've written where they're just banging on stuff and having a good old time and i think like that really like i was i was gonna be so harsh on this version of now but like thinking about like just how much fun the kind of like do 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 part of it <laughs> is makes me it's, it's really warming me up to to bed three yes uh like it's coming back uh that that's really that's really the that's really the course of I suppose this entire discussion, some <laughs> things will come back in ways that you didn't even expect to like, like Daft Punk, rest in peace to Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah. I think that that whole part, that won't make any sense because the whole part, my shit wasn't recorded. When we were talking about that. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not a stranger to not making any sense. My, my number one goal is to be the single most controversial bonkers guests on the podcast people are going to be like so so this person was on the podcast and went from dimitri shostakovic to knocked loose and i'm supposed to understand what any of that means and it's funny because i just said two artists and the people that are going to try to understand this are going to look up those artists and then understand why what i said didn't make any sense and that's 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 and, the goal. And that wasn't even anything that you said before. It, it wasn't. I made it up right now on the spot. <laughs> Keeping your audience on their toes. Now, I guess what we'll call, and you were calling it the the original version. We will say the no album version. We're talking about the Band of Dan's era of TMBG, and Mr. Marty Beller. Love that dude. Amazing, amazing drummer. Um, Dan Hickey, who I've had on the show twice, he likes to show off more than Marty does. And oh, it's yeah. not that Marty can't. Marty can feel like a motherfucker. But mm-hmm. I think he, he likes to hold back and play to what the Johns want a little more. While Dan, like in the studio one, and on the live one, there's like China symbols and like all this stuff. It's like... Like all this crazy shit, and I am here for it.
Do you do you, do you have a favorite team, EG, Jeremy? Uh, tell them. I feel like with with I'm I'm not a drummer. Um, I wanted to be a drummer. E.B. White ruined that for me uh, in the year 2002. Uh, but <laughs> um, I I do think that like the difference between well, partially I got into the Giants when Marty was the man, and so I'm mm-hmm. much more accustomed to the Marty style. But then when you go back to the old Dan Hickey stuff, you can really tell the difference between the two. I think that like. Like when I think about Marty Beller as a drummer, what I think about a lot is the album The Spine, which I think of all the Giants albums, that's the one that I'd want the most for them to just go into the studio and redo. <laughs> because a revamped version of The Spine that doesn't sound like this is 2004 when we're putting this on a CD would kick so much ass. Like, just like because marty especially on that album is the most like i am playing just this and as he and as the time has gone on he's been able to be more expressive and more creative yeah uh, it's like, like he didn't want to rock the boat too much in his first time out. precisely and then i think it was like i think it was like join us i think is probably the album where where he's like i'm putting in this drum fill and you can't stop me you know <laughs> or you shouldn't stop me and they didn't yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but man, Dan Hickey, like, rest a while. The song Rest a While, that was the first oh episode he God. was on for. Uh, and there's live versions of, he, he, of course, wasn't on the studio version of Till My Head Falls Off, but there's there's live versions, like, from Australia and stuff. Oh, my uh, God. The live, he the played, live, and he's just, like, beating the shit out of his, his drums. The live Australia version of Till My Head Falls Off is straight up one of the greatest live giant performances of all time. Yeah, everyone um, should, should look it up on YouTube. It's on. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the Australian TV show, but like Flans mm-hmm. breaks a string, like all this, all this. Oh, he breaks all of his stuff. strings yeah. except for the E string. It was. Yeah. It, it, well, he it's breaks so... one and then he just kind of goes berserk on it, right? <laughs> if I yeah, that. it's it's very much like the peak of. Uh, it's 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 interesting because, um, I was talking with my sister about things that weren't related it was there's there's a there's a whole other conversation that we're not going to get into but uh we were talking specifically about the the john linnell throwing sandwiches at fans story <laughs> and cheesesteaks right if I'm... yeah cheesesteaks and uh the thing that's interesting is that like I don't know. I don't know the Johns personally, but they seem like they're they're relatively kind of buttoned up individuals that, via their deal with Electra, got thrust into this sort of superstardom that they weren't necessarily like socially prepared for. Mm. Um, which is why there's a lot of stories, especially from the '90s, where you're kind of like, "What the fuck, dudes?" Um, but that performance. I think the the Australia performance of Till My Head Fell Off is the most punk rock performance that we got from them in a live setting mm-hmm. um, that we have at least video of. Um, yeah, I think the I mean, other... it's almost like back to the the. I mean, you've seen the um, the Daryl Till uploaded the the London duo performance from nineteen oh, ninety, right? Yeah, fans in yeah. the Ramon shirt, like the way he jumps mm-hmm. around on that one. It's like they were like back to that level, yeah. of just. Ugh, vigor, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you know they're older gentlemen now, uh, so we can't expect that kind of stuff from it. But I mean, come on, you can still break strings, planes, right? Oh, yeah, you got the the Mojo Chess Master back up there with you as a backup, you know, just well, he, rip apart like, that I, telly. 
<laughs> don't break the mojo chest master but you know that's how you can get that fixed up <laughs> i was actually i was actually thinking about um their what year was that uh was it 96 when they broke the stage or was that 98 um the australian tv version no 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 i was thinking about oh, broke the, the stage the uh the milwaukee yeah Ooh. i think so that was that was 98 wasn't it or was it 96 i can't remember Ooh. but i was thinking about it specifically because there's been a lot of interesting discussions about stage etiquette or like show etiquette mm -hmm. uh i think with the pan like when the pandemic ended live music there was a whole set of people that were probably between the ages of like 12 to 15 that just didn't go to shows and then when shows came back there was this kind of like uh like what's the word i'm looking for there haven't been shows, so I have to go to every single show. I have to do all these things. Like, there's this, like, rarity mindset that people have. So they're a little bit more aggressive at shows. Mm. But there's been, like, a level of people being, like, afraid that this is just how shows are going to be forever now. And then I was thinking about that and, like, all these conversations. And I remembered people used to, like, legitimately mosh at They Might Be Giants shows because it was the 90s and grunge was the thing. That's what you did. So that's how people did stuff at those shows. And it's not like that lasted forever. Eventually, people were like, wait, maybe we shouldn't mosh at the They Might Be Giants show. We should dance politely and wear like Reddit atheist t shirts. Like, <laughs> okay, so I found it. It was October 5th, 1992. Oh, okay. it was 92. Now, wow. check this out, though. There's a very short article in um, the UPI archives. What the hell is UPI stand for? UPI. United Press International. Okay. So, mm -hmm. the, the, I searched TMBG Milwaukee stage collapse. All right. So, mm -hmm. here we go. Concert fans rushed the stage when the singer of an alternative rock band told them to ignore fire laws and, quote, go ahead and polka. <laughs> <laughs> causing the platform to collapse and resulting in 17 minor injuries, police say Tuesday. Captain David Bartholomew said 20 to 30 people r rushed onto an extension of the stage where the band They Might Be Giants was performing at the Mojeska Theater uh, between 9.30 and 10 p.m. Monday. Go ahead and polka. Is that, is that an accurate yeah. quote? That so does not sound like something. Yeah. That no, I mean, it was during were, the famous they were, polka. They were playing, yeah, they were playing the famous polka. There's audio of that. Uh, which is so funny to listen to. Oh, yeah, since it was just minor injuries, we can we can we can laugh about we, it. We now. can make jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The other, the where, other, where the uh, fuck are we in terms of talking about bed bed bed? <laughs> we've kind of we've kind of talked about this. I feel like it's a pretty it's a pretty straightforward song. The other thing, because uh, the name of that venue reminded me, there is a video of uh they have a giant it's like it's a it's a vibe report i think it was uploaded in 2012 uh i'm not gonna look it up right now but i know it exists because when i saw it i saved it um because they were listing the shows that they were doing during that period of time and they just threw out we're gonna be in the mohican sun in 2020 and so i'm like do you know what it's gonna be so cool <laughs> when it's 2020 and they do their like mohegan sun residency and we're gonna pull up this old video it's gonna be so funny everybody on facebook's gonna love it and then all that just got wiped off the board <laughs> i've been holding on to that uh for years <laughs> uh speaking of 2012 there's a quote from the 10th anniversary release of no uh john and john 
said, when you get old enough, it's fun to stay up late. Then when you're a teenager, it's fun to stay up the whole night and everything you and your friends talk about sounds more and more profound until you finally fall asleep in the bathtub or with your head in a wastebasket. Eventually, you reach the age when going to bed at bedtime and falling asleep is one of the most exalted and prized activities imaginable. I, I hear that I identify with it with that last one. How about you? Would you rather fall, in a, fall asleep in a bathtub and you're in a wastebasket or just uh, gently fall asleep in your bed at a proper bed? I, I still have like, um, I, I wouldn't say it's like full insomnia, but I have to, I have to work at being able to sleep and I have some weird sleep stuff going on where like, if I go to sleep too early, I won't sleep through the entire night. So like, if I was like tired at 9 p.m., I'm like, I have to stay up till 11 because if I go to sleep right now at 9, I'm going to wake up at 11. Um, there was a time where my sister was visiting and it was like 10 p.m. And we were on this, we were like sharing this futon thing. And I was like, hey, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to go to sleep. Um, uh, feel free to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to wake up in two hours. And when I wake up, it's not because of anything that you did. It's just what happens. And and my sister was like, okay. And so when I wake when I wake up, I like I wake up like instantly. I just I'm just up. And then my sister's like, what the hell? Because <laughs> I said the time I was off by like three minutes on when I was gonna wake up. Uh, so, oh, without an alarm and everything, you just without alarm. Like if I could sleep through the night, if I could sleep for like eleven to twelve hours at a time, I'd be doing that all the time. I unfortunately am just not wired to do that in. Yeah. and it kind of sucks because sleeping rules uh it's great <laughs> to be asleep um truth yeah. like i i would not have stayed up till midnight uh on 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 new year's eve if if i had the option to like just sleep in but definitely as a kid you're like i want to stay up i want to like if you get sent to bed before new year's eve then you're like i'm missing out it's like no you're not no. You're not missing out. You're going to have plenty of time to do that later. Yeah, Kara um, was in bed by like never, 10 or 10.30, I, I and I was up till midnight just by myself watching Victor's live stream of the TMBG New Year's Eve thing, uh, kind of, you know, going in and out, uh, watching them count down the new year uh, by myself in my living yeah. room. But that's, you know, New Year's Eve at 41. Yeah. I, I will say, though, that, like... Um, there was a lot of times like in college where people would stay up talking until two, three, four AM. Uh and those were fun nights. Uh I got I was part of several noise complaints in the dorms. Um <laughs> not because we were like doing anything, but we were just loud. Uh it's one of those things where like I probably could still stay up really talking to people, but like I also kind of get it. Like nobody's in college anymore. Half the people I know are married and having kids now. Like I'm still single, but like you know, everybody else is having is is making their family or whatever. Like, I'll it'll be my it'll be my turn eventually. Uh, I'm gonna like when I get married, it's gonna be a really weird event because <laughs> like there's gonna be like like my buddies are gonna be like, can I bring my six year old or whatever? And I'm like, sure, man. So there's gonna be like these kids just running around in circles, and I'm gonna little kids be... out on the dance floor is always adorable, right? You know, you get them all oh, yeah. dressed up. You know? Oh yeah, a, like a it's, little boy it's... in a tie is just like something just so cute <laughs> out there, right? 
No, it's it's definitely it's definitely gonna be it's definitely gonna be fun times, but it's also one of those things where like I know for a fact that there's certain types of people that would have been like like whenever that ends up happening, whenever because I don't I, I can't see the future and I and I'm not gonna think about it. But like there's there's a certain type of person that is gonna be like, now it's now that you're doing this? This is like, yeah, this is just when it happened, but <laughs> who doesn't love marriage? Marriage. Two love. <laughs> Love and marriage. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, would you consider this a good day? I think we can both relate to uh, definitely part of this. They ate three meals, rode their bike, hung out with the friends, did chores, you know, uh, watched TV, practiced the guitar, brushed teeth, read a book, and sat around. That's that's. I mean, it seems like a pretty good day to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what this actually reminds me of? And this is this is going to sound insane. Uh, well, it's not going to sound that insane, but what's going to happen is the thing that always happens when I talk about this stuff. There is an episode of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood where <laughs> there's the, uh, where there's a bedtime routine thing. It's like, it's like, uh, God, I don't, I don't remember what the, uh, I remember the, I remember the morning one. But I can't remember what the night one is, but it has all these different th- activities that Daniel has to go through uh, as he as he goes off to bed, and it's like, this is like the 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 dark cousin of that almost where <laughs> we're like the, the daniel tiger one is like this is a way to have your child be able to take control of their routine and make it less of a stressful thing well this one's like we're gonna we're gonna like yeah we're going to bed later right now it's time to jump up and down you know um I think the only the the thing that happens generally when I start talking about children's media, uh, and I'm not sure if you're going to be able to relate to this. Uh, so many adults immediately hear me talk about children's media, and they go, "Do you know what show I've really liked? Bluey. Don't you love Bluey?" And I have to go, no, "Yeah, it's too good. Old for that. <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's good. Like, like I get it. I, I I fully understand the appeal. But I've watched I've watched Bluey. I've watched Bluey, and it's it's one of those things where it's like." The problem is I can tell how much these people like these adults love the show and I just don't like it as much and I can't match their energy. I can't match their excitement. So I have to kind of go, yeah, See, yeah. You, you got to remember, I was a little kid in the 80s. So we're talking Sesame Street and uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And then what, but though my favorite show, right, when I got into kindergarten, this was back when kindergarten was still like you could do like just a half day. I remember mm-hmm. I went to... A.M. Kindergarten. My mom might hear this and correct me on this, but I'm pretty sure I went to A.M. Kindergarten because uh, then I could get home and I could watch uh, He-Man. <laughs> He-Man was my shit. <laughs> yeah, the 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 eighty the 80s cartoons are are truly insane. Um, <laughs> they really are. <laughs> but like, I think I think now the media landscape, especially for children's media, and I we could talk about this for three hours, uh, and we're not going to. Uh, the media landscape for children's media is 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 so large and so vast uh, that I will not be surprised if in 15 years there is a study that comes out about how Coco Melon literally damaged the brains of children. Like that's that's my yeah. that's my hottest the hottest take of the day. Coco Melon is a CIA uh, like MK Ultra style uh, brainwashing <laughs> brain damage op uh, done by. Uh, your least favorite president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coco Melon is is the worst. Now wait, 
Hold on a second. I think I may have gotten confused. When you were talking before about, were you talking about Bluey or Blue's Clues? Bluey. Bluey. What the fuck off? Blue, Bluey is amazing. I thought for some reason my brain was like Blue's Clues. Bluey is is incredible. The the one thing it, it always makes you feel like a it, it kind of makes you feel from the parenting and makes you feel like a shitty parent because those parents are just like they're just like it's like they got nothing else to do. They're just one hundred percent like ready to like play whatever crazy game uh, that their kids are up for. <laughs> people people love Bluey. Uh, and I don't want to discourage anybody from loving and enjoying Bluey. I just don't <laughs> like it as much as everybody else does. It's like it's, it's like it's like I get it. I get it. Your kids love it. But do you know what else is on Disney Plus? The entirety of Bear in the Big Blue House. Although I will Bear say, I will House. say the characters in Bear in the Big Blue House, the more you watch that show, the more you want to strangle Ojo. Um Worst character on the show. Okay. <laughs> I'll say it's funny though the uh, kind of the uh, Australian or Australian or New Zealand. Yeah, it's Australian. Australian um, kind of stand-ins for curse words. Like Zinnia is saying, so like when something, when something, there's something she doesn't like. She's like, ah, biscuits, <laughs> which is just the funniest thing. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say in Bluey's defense, right, right, in credit to the show Bluey. It is much better than Peppa Pig because Peppa Pig used to be that show that the parents were like that. That used to be like within the public consciousness. I would, yeah, I much like prefer Blue, like Bluey is better in every way than Peppa Pig. Yeah, um, it's just you know, <laughs> she was really into Peppa for a while too, and I, she was, she had. Zinni had my old my old ukulele. Like I don't know, this was maybe a year mm-hmm. and a half, two years ago. And she's just kind of like strumming the open strings and singing the wheels on the bus. Mm-hmm. And someone commented on the video. They're like, is she singing with a British accent? Has she been watching a lot of Peppa Pig? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going 70s punk style, you do a British uh, accent, even if you aren't British. Oh, yeah. yeah but like, Hilarious. again, it, it's one of those things where it's like the other options just aren't very good. Like, well, now Zinni is really into. She's into uh, PJ Masks and Spidey okay. and his amazing friends. I have not watched the Spidey show. I've seen a little features bit. Features a theme song by uh, Patrick Stump of Fall Out Boy, <laughs> which is pretty good, actually. <laughs> there is an entire conversation to be had about theme songs. You could probably have it because Theory Giants has what a bunch four. Sounds Wait, right. The boss of me. Am I awake? Higley Town. Uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's something to a, a, a good theme song, you know. Just and they might be giants. Just they're, they're they're pros at just like that short little snippet, like the best part of a song. Just hit it. Oh, and that's the out. whole song. It's great. Yeah, I love the whole it. Song. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. In the interest of time, let's move yes. on to covers. Now. I think let let's do the one that's not on the TMBS com first because it's the most kind of normal. Let's yes. do okay. It, it is by far the most normal <laughs> of the covers. Yes. Okay. So there's this guy, uh, Keith. I don't know his last name. Keith. Um, the YouTube channel is Kesval Two K E S S V A L Two. Um, I don't know if his name is Keith Esval. 
the second. No, I don't know. The, the two's in there. But he has been, he, has, he hasn't been on the show, but his videos, his covers have been on the show a ton because he had this whole, uh, like, looks like a day-long recording session of just recording all of his favorite they might be giants songs, and like even like when the video pops up, it says uh, "an afternoon with my guitar," and they might be giants or something. Just yeah, kind of cute. Um, but this is like eleven years ago. He did something a cover. Like that, yeah. Yes, he did a cover of "Bed Bed Bed." Him and his guitar, "An Afternoon uh, with They Might Be Giants." Let's uh, let's check it out. sun is down, the curtains have been drawn, and darkness has descended over everything in town. The covers have been turned and I've got my pajamas on. I've had my fun, I've stretched and yawned, and all is said and done, I'm going to bed. Bed, 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 bed. I've done so many things today, there's nothing left to do. I ate three meals, I rode my bike, I hung out with my friends I did my chores, I watched TV, I practiced the guitar I brushed my teeth, I read my book, and then I sat around and went to bed Bed, 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 bed So what'd you think of that? It's really true to form. I think that's the, I, I think an interesting thing about cover production, right, which we are going to talk about at length very soon, um, is that uh, oftentimes you have to decide whether what direction you want to take it in. And a lot of times when people try to stick to what the song originally is, the cover is not very interesting. I think, though, this version of Bed, Bed, Bed uh, works really, really well. Same. Yeah. I think he adds enough little interesting tidbits with like hammer-ons and the guitars mm-hmm. and like little seventh and ninth chords and stuff like that mm-hmm. that that keep it um, from sounding too stale. Yeah, I think he did a good job with it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so if you want to introduce us to this this segment of the cover section, because right. you you were the mastermind behind this compilation, and it's still it's still pretty pretty fresh, right? You yeah, tell people about this. Yeah. Okay. So um, I've talked about the the cover project for a while. I've like my my selfish goal is to have a full cover album for every Nightmare Giants album, and uh, the one that we did uh, for we were it was supposed to come out in the summer, and it didn't for several reasons. But that was for the, we did a cover of a cover comp for the album though, and um, being that it's the twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, part of uh, this cover is uh, this this comp is a cover that I did with Hunter, uh, known as Alex Tree as a as a band alias. And this is actually the third collaboration that we've done. Um, the first one was for the song "Unforgotten" uh, when we were doing Factory Showroom. Um, I listened to that song for the first time when I was going through a situationship breakup style thing. So I didn't want to sing it because it hit way too close to home. Uh-huh. So I basically uh, did a demo of it and I said, who wants to sing on this? And Hunter said yes. And so I sent it to him and we did a couple of iterations back and forth. I really love our Unforgo- Unforgotten cover. 
um, a lot. I think we ma- we made it better than the actual song, which is one of those things that I don't like saying about covers, but I think we actually... Like, I think even Flansburg knows that Unforgotten is a little underbaked. Um, <laughs> it's it's just one of those things where, you know, time made it so they couldn't really hit it all the way. And I think we kind we didn't get it, like, production-wise there, but I think, like, the, the, the ethos of it is kind of at that point where it's like, this is what the song really wanted to be. Um, then when the Apollo 18 cover album came around... Um, uh, which was a logistical nightmare, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> because generally, we leave these things open because people want to participate. But with fingertips, I'm like, how in the hell are we going to make sure that every single fingertip is covered? Uh, so it became this closed process, which had its own set of hiccups and nightmares because none of these ev- things ever go smoothly. Um, Hunter asked, can somebody do... A backing track so i can sing for the song dinner bell and i said i know how to do that so uh we did almost we did uh kind of i did i i basically programmed maybe to sound like the original dinner bell song we did based like no real departure from what dinner bell songs like um like no, nothing major mm-hmm. so when no came around hunter was like okay i have this really crazy idea <laughs> i want to do the song Bed, bed, bed in the style of System of a Down, but I don't know how to do any of the instruments. And I said, sure, why not? Uh, I did not listen to System of a Down before this. I hadn't, I'd heard. Okay, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, because I was never that familiar with them. They were not my my thing. Like, trying to work on this was a process of like learning the system of a down discography and in french originally i wasn't even going to do that because like i knew i knew byob i knew chop suey i knew the song new guns fully on accident um and i knew uh i knew toxicity vaguely like not directly uh there was there's this mashup of Toxicity with Fix You by Coldplay. And I knew that version better than the original. Um, but um, when Hunter said, System of a Down, I said, sure, why not? They, their guitar parts can't be too hard, uh, which is a lie. Um, <laughs> but uh, the first thing that happened is that Hunter sent me a version of like what he envisioned the song would sound like, except it's done fully a cappella. Like, it's just him, like, scatting what yeah. each part would sound like, uh, which uh, I'm assuming is going to be placed somewhere in this vicinity so people sure. can listen to a little bit of it. Yeah, let's listen to it. <laughs> We're rolling slumber the day is done, the sun is down, the curtains have been drawn, and darkness has descended over everything in town. The corners have been turned, and I've got my pajamas on. I've had my fun, I've stretched and done, and all is said and done. I'm going to bed, 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 bed. I've done so many things today, there's nothing left to do. I rode my bike, I ate three meals, I hung out with my friends. I did my chores, I watched TV, I practiced the guitar. I brushed my teeth, I read my book, and then I sat around. I'm going to bed, 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 bed. 
All right, so then, yeah, <laughs> how did you, I mean, that had to have been tough to to <laughs> instrumentize uh, uh, vocal scatting. Yeah, uh, like the first attempts just based off of that were really rocky, but eventually Hunter was like, okay, let me just list these songs that I got direct inspiration from uh, that uh, we're going to use for each of these segments. Um, and so I went and I just listened to the songs and then I would write a part that sounded kind of like those things, but wasn't directly ripping them off, uh, which was just, it's a very interesting type of challenge. I think yeah, that's like, like a research project. <laughs> yeah. I think with, I think with, with metal covers, there's a lot of really bad metal covers of songs. Um, I think the worst, like I'm thinking specifically of like the metalcore version of such great heights it's really bad and like this heard is that, all, but i will definitely take your word for it it's really it's really bad um and then you have like there was that period of time where pop goes punk was a thing yeah um and i've done this is also now the third metal version or like heart like 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 rock like hard rock version of air giant songs that i've done um because the first Good. one was stomp box you and me did one together yeah so yeah so the first one was stomp box so the Stompbox cover was very much in the vein of Converge. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, uh, basically, it was a ripoff of Eagles Become Vultures off of uh, You Fail Me by Converge. And then the second one, which we we, we did collab on, I did based off of uh, the hardcore band Scal. Um, mm-hmm. Because they actually made bootleg They Might Be Giants dial-a-song merch. Uh, they they took <laughs> really? the Dialog logo. Yeah, wow. they took the Dialog logo and changed it to Scal and then added like the fuck around and find out. And I wanted to get that merch so bad. Um, like part of why I went to see Scal, because Scal was touring. It was Scal, Military Gun, Vane FM, and Tuche Mori. And so uh, I went to that show partially to see if I could get that merch. They had they did a limited run of it in a show in texas and it sold out basically immediately so after the show like after the show had ended i went to the drummer of of scal and i'm like hey there is an entire community of the giants fans that if you make that merch again they will buy all of it like i'm telling you right now there is a whole audience of people who will give you money if you print that again and he was like i really liked the merch as well i'm gonna do my best to try to convince the bands to print it again so Fingers crossed it happens we'll again. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Uh, but like that version was much more uh, like like our collab was much more uh, like vibey and way less technical. Um, this the but it the system was down. Grit, man. Yeah, it was all yeah. about like that that kind of like you know like flaily but like system of a down like the guitar parts i feel a little bit bad because i don't have the expertise to play them as cleanly as i would have liked to um specifically like even um the end of the cover there's like that was the one part that was fully me it was full like uh because most of the parts were like hunter telling me 
try going off of the vibe of this song. Um, there's a couple of elements that I was able to add fully myself, like the little like the little harmonics was was my idea, but that was also a system of a down trick that they did. They did a lot of like the like not pinches, but like just like natural harmonics. Yeah, but the very friends. end the very end there's that part that's like doo 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 like that is a tapping thing um that i came up with based off of law dispute um the song uh the surgeon and the scientist off okay. of vancouver which is the law dispute album that people pretend doesn't exist uh i love that album but like people pretend it doesn't exist as much uh everybody is like uh i i think i uh, what was it uh, somewhere between the Island in Vega, the I Think I Saw You in My Sleep Darling album. That's kind of where they start. Um, but I don't know how many people listening to this are, are at all. Are going to understand the Law Dispute references. You know I mean? yeah. That that's 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 the thing. That's the thing. That's 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 the energy that I, that that I like to bring to conversations. Hey, here's this thing that you've never heard about that I'm going to talk to you about for the next 35 minutes. Like, so now I'm just wondering where should I have actually dropped in the song? Should I have done it yet, or are we still prep <laughs> prepping? It? No, I I think I think okay, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up with like um it was just an interesting experiment as far as like conceptualizing it. Like there is yeah. so much work into like generally when I'm making a cover, I kind of know what I'm gonna do. I know what it's gonna sound like and I try to make it sound like that and I fail at it because I'm not one of those audio engineers that sold my soul to the devil. But with this one, I had to, it was like carving something out of stone. It was, there's something here and we have to find it. And I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. Of, and you're, you're kind of also trying to like pull it. it out of Hunter's head too, instead of it being yeah, in your it head, was, trying to, yeah, you know, yeah, visualize like, it. It was in his. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a really long process, but uh, <laughs> and that was part of why things got delayed because Hunter got sick and had life going on for a long time, but we made it happen. And yeah. World premiere on the podcast. This Here is it is. <laughs> Alex Tree, System of a Bed. <laughs> The sun is down, my curtains have been drawn And darkness has ascended over everything in town The covers have been turned and I got my pajamas on I found my fun, I'm stretching young and all is said and on I'm going to bed, 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 bed. I've done so many things today, there's nothing left to do I roll my bike, I eat the nose, I hang out with my friends I did my toes, I watch TV, I practice my guitar I brush my teeth, I rub my book, and then I sat around I'm going to bed, 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 bed Oh, I staying up for even 20 seconds more When everything has been done, there's nothing left in store The only thing that's left for me is what my eyes is so the bed directly I go. The day is endless, and the sun is down. The curtains have been drawn, and the glass is over everything in town. The covers have been turned, and I've got my pajamas on. And I'm not gonna change the game, and all is said and done. 
Okay, now um, we're going to hear two versions that feature Carmen Sparkles, real name Glory uh, McElhenney, and uh, the first one features it features you guys. It features her kids, mm-hmm. and her kids just going nuts on all sorts of things. I I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and read this list. On the, oh yeah, <laughs> the go uh, for it. the the, break, the notes on the uh, the Bandcamp here. Um, Okay, so vocals and arrangement, playground game kiosk, not sure exactly what that means, toothbrushes and clackers, and then you guys, so the uh, twins, I believe, she's twins, Mm -hmm. harmonica, maracas, Thomas the Train whistle, toaster, pop tubes, sound effects program by Amazon, various garage band instruments, toothbrushes, toy guitars, coffee can slash shoebox drum set, playground bells, playground bongos and xylophone, and kazoo. (laughs) So, with that in mind, uh, let's let's listen. <laughs> Sparkle, the day is done, the sun is down, the curtains have been drawn, and darkness has descended over everything in town. The covers have been turned, and I've got my pajamas on. I've had my fun, I've stretched and yawned, and all is said and done. I'm going to bed, 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 bed. I've done so many things today, there's nothing left to do. I ate three meals, I rode my bike, I hung out with my friends. I did my chores, I watched TV, I practiced the guitar. I brushed my teeth, I read my book, and then I sacked around. I'm going to bed. Bed, 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 bed. I love it. It's just so whimsical. It's it's great. It's it like I think one of my favorite things about this particular um cover album project uh is how many people were like we're going to put my kids on this. Like um uh homework party that's that's Joel, right? I think is his real name. Joel S. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh or uh like Ezra doing a cover of violin like there's so many this just it was it was so much fun to listen to all these different kids uh have the opportunity to just yeah try their best at making some music yeah. just it's really a delightful part of the process and it's funny I've, I've had zinnia appear on a couple of covers i've done but on my my one appearance on this no uh compilation which is purple pansies me and Avon doing uh, mm-hmm. john lee super taster i did i <laughs> I don't know. We were, just, we were just like, let's just get this done, and yeah, did end up having a kid on it. The one <laughs> she's been on a couple. Uh, Zinni has been on a couple of mine, but uh, didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't think to have. I, I could have had her do the, the <laughs> try to make it through the intro. Oh, the, <laughs> that, <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been great. When I was three and a half years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so now this uh, the, the actual final track of the compilation track forty seven <laughs> is Glory again, Carmen Sparkles, featuring CTPB. Contrary to popular belief, hey, that's that's you. What was yep. the what was the process on this one? I'm, I'm imagining okay. a, l- a lot more chill. It was one of those 
basically uh part of how i do these cover albums is that there's a little bit I, like i try not to fully go um like dictator on how these things turn out but when there's a thing that to me seems natural or like a way that things should be then i'm gonna step in and be like okay this is what should happen um like with um factory showroom i had first track and last track deliberately uh because I fit well, not fully. There's the secret token back to Brooklyn, and then I had the uh token intro with uh the Charlie at the MTA, uh, the MBTA song because mm -hmm. I felt that was appropriate, and then I did XCXXY because that felt like it that's how it should be, and because I was doing stuff with um cassette tapes i figured having a cassette tape opening and a cassette tape closing thing would be appropriate so that's why i did the version of sense around i did that you can hear played on cassette tape mm -hmm. um with apollo 18 i did both versions of the fingertips like songs because i didn't want to be that in like i didn't want to like take up an entire song i wanted to be as far out of the way as possible with that one and with this one I really wanted Bed, 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 Bed to be on there, Bed 5 to be on there, because I love that version of the song. Um, mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to sing it, though. So I reached out to Gloria. I'm just like, hey, you want to sing on this song? And Gloria was just like, yes. And so I made a backing track um, using, uh, well, I think I think it's like 808s that are like doing the, do, do, like the, mm -hmm. there's like an 808 preset that has the like kind of click TikToky thing yeah. going on. I originally wanted to do an entire thing with, the horns uh like the horns arrangement but then uh the program that i was trying to use did not cooperate well and it would have required me to make more things than i wanted to do for the effect so i just put in a little segment of it like originally it was going to be a lot more lush and orchestral but then i got a little lazy but it i think it still works in the kind of subdued uh minimalist almost um mm -hmm. yeah arrangement that i uh, came up with yeah totally um have i played it yet i don't think i put it in yet here it is <laughs> Thing is now to lay my head down, close my eyes and snore. 
I go And so to bed directly I go The day is done, the sun is down, the curtains have been drawn And darkness has descended over everything in town The covers have been turned and I've got my pajamas on I've had my fun, I've stretched and yawned And all is said and done, I'm going to bed Bed, 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 bed I'm going to bed Bed, 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 bed I'm going to bed Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely was a good choice for the closer um, and uh, I like how it's basically, I mean, it's basically the the bed three, the the no version, mm-hmm. but chilled out as a proper lullaby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, so you can go to uh, tmbs.bandcamp.com to grab that, and I believe are you uh, people who you can get it for free, but if you pay for it, where are uh, where are the funds going? <laughs> abortion rights okay, right yeah, yeah they are going to yeah. the national abortion fund uh for two reasons uh reason one being uh that when the decision to overturn roe v wade was leaked uh it's one of those things where um <clears throat> i know a lot of people don't like abortion and i'm not going to try to convince those people to like abortion but it's uh the way that <clears throat> having the right to have an abortion affects people or having that right taken away from them affects mm-hmm. people more negatively than having abortions affects people. Like there's there like people that are pregnant um, needs to be able to have the option to end the pre- pregnancy. Even if we see that as like a tragic situation, which in many cases it literally is uh, it is it's, it's important to have that option for the health and safety of people in our society and that's the priority there uh and the other reason that it's going to abortion rights is because it's funny to have a kid's album talk about like be donating money towards abortion like you I, like if nothing else abortion that's funny. is not anti-kid the, 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 the kids aren't born and we're gonna get as well when is right when is a life we have a life Right, let's, but let's, it, it's it's still it's still funny it's kind yeah. of like um it's kind of like if you if you had like uh a uh, a cover album where all the songs were about being on like doing arson and then uh donating the the proceeds to that to like a firefighter fund or something like <laughs> the irony is there and if 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 you don't like the politics of abortion you can at least appreciate the irony you know right and and just get the album for free yeah. Uh, so yeah. So tmbs.bandcamp.com. It is time to score this song. Now, I do we score it as two different songs like we did on Tesla and Tesla two four six eight, being bed three and bed five, or do we take it as one? It, is it one song or is it two songs? It's a great, great question. Like I originally was planning to. Uh, 
uh, it wasn't like a full bit per se, but I wanted to score bed three kind of low because it's fun to be controversial on a podcast. Uh, like just get your audience to absolutely loathe me because I'm saying things that are contrary to get like what those they voicemails coming in. Right. Precisely. Like hate engagement makes money. <laughs> um, I think they're two different songs. Uh, I would give okay. Bed 5 and 8, and I'd give Bed 3 uh, a 7.6, which was high, <laughs> higher than I thought I was going to for, for Bed 3. But like having talked about Bed 3, like it's grown on me. I originally was right. going to make uh, the most obscure possible reference. I was going to give Bed 3 the lowest score I got in a slam in the slam competition I did in 2016, which was a 6.2. <laughs> um, but nobody would have gotten that joke except for me. Um, so but that's your thing. That's your thing. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. What am I doing on Bed 3? I'm gonna go. This always has been kind of one of my higher favorite tracks. I know not my favorite track, but it's up there. I think I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go seven point five on bed three, and on bed five, I'm gonna do six point five. So that's where I'm going. So again, we were kind of opposite. But you were like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Trash this one where you have know, point was four going. difference between. I was I was I was going. To, I really was going mm. to. I really like again. I I'm not afraid of of getting into the muck and mire of saying things that are controversial. Uh, I could like if if Fox News wanted to hire me as a talking head, I'd be so good at that job because nothing that I said would be of consequence. I would literally just be the foil to whatever the person that the audience is supposed to like would be saying. Like they they would say something like. Having heat in electricity is good. I'd be like, no, it's bad. Like, have you not read any Adam Smith recently? Like, I've read, I've read Dostoevsky. I have not read Dostoevsky. I was like, you know, you just lie. Yeah. Lying, <laughs> lying is yeah. is is what makes the world go round. It's what makes, <laughs> and everybody loves it. And there's never been negative consequences for lying. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. Not once. That one's okay. So we've already plugged uh, teambs.bandcamp.com. People can go and get all sorts of covers, uh, compilations on there. Anything else you would like to plug? Yeah, I, I have I have a short list. I was going to make the list longer, but then I got busy. Um, last time I was on here, the 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 resolution was I should make a domain, and then I didn't do that uh, because I was working, and then I was disabled and not being able to work so now i have to get employed again so i can have money to run a domain but it's probably going to be like eclmg.com or something there was a period of time though where that was like the domain of some drop shipping website it was crazy <laughs> uh i it was like 2016 i went to eclmg.com expecting to be nothing there and then there was this website that was about buying clothes and it didn't exist uh so i'll see if i can get that domain but uh right now because everything is so scattered 
in my in my artistic life and the things I'm doing, I'm probably the most consistent place to see the things that I post is probably Instagram of all places. Instagram is a terrible app, but uh, Instagram at Black Weirdo is the best chance of seeing whatever thing I've got cooking up. Um, I've got a list of shout outs here, though. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to shout out my friend Ton who's uh has a role in the movie In Between Girl which is available for purchase on Amazon, uh Google TV and Altavod. It's a fun funny movie uh about uh being a teenager and being corny or something. I watched it. I liked it, but I liked it so much that most of the things I have to say about it are complaints. Um so I'm going to stop there. Uh, I'm going to shout out my friend Jimmy. Um, Jimmy uh, had a movie come out. It's a small movie that nobody's heard of. It's called Avatar 2 The Way of Water. Um, it's the best <laughs> cultural appropriation since Mongolian culture Mongolian culture got fully appropriated and stolen in Star Wars. Um, we got a shout out uh, Zulu, uh, Deerhoof, and Kamenashi. All three of those bands have releases coming out in the year 2023. And all those bands sound exactly the same as each other. Uh, and it's not that those aren't a crazy three bands to juxtapose to each other at all. Uh, rest in peace to Virgil Abloh. Um, I felt like I just needed to say that for the culture. Um, shout out to Open Mike Eagle, um, who is a bigger fan of my sister than he is of me because he follows my sister on Twitter and not me. I'm not <laughs> mad about that at all. Um, I'm just speaking facts. Shout out to Fenway Medical Center um, doing some cool work in Boston. Plus, my friend Lily works there. Uh, shout out to Lily. Uh, I'm not going to tell the dead body story on here uh, for obvious reasons, but but if you know, you know. Uh, shout out to the woke mob in Florida. Um, you're doing good work. Keep at it. Um, anything else I want to put? Shout out to Skate Like a Girl. Shout out to Thrasher. I was actually yes. in a Thrasher video for like 15 seconds skateboarding. What? So, what, 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 yeah. yeah, I need to be able to look this up. What do I, how uh, do I so, search for? It? So, so the Wheels of Fortune um, event happened in Seattle, and during that event, they had a um, wall ride line and i was at the very tail end of the wall ride line actually wearing the shirt so like there's 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 me in a thrasher video doing a doing an actual trick which Sick. means that i'm a more legitimate skateboarder than most of the people in this area i'm gonna be able i've been on the cover of a newspaper and i've been on thrasher and most skateboarders here can't say that uh shout out to tyshawn jones <laughs> skater of the year 2022 yeah, uh yeah. i Beat out Nigel Houston, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, no, that was not at all controversial. Everybody agreed about that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> again, everyone listening is like, I don't know. Everybody loves Tyshawn Jones. <laughs> God, shout out to, um, I should have actually just gone through every single person nominated for Skater. Uh, shout out to Keen Caples, uh, recovering from facial feminization surgery. Uh, we love you, Keen. Can't wait to see you back out there. They are my favorite skater uh shout out to marby uh they uh she doesn't deserve the kind of jabroni abuse that she gets because she was on the nine club one time um shout out to hello kitty shout out to um <laughs> is there anything else uh shout out to my sister my younger sister who runs track for boise state uh boise is uh quite a city uh and apparently they're getting an in and out burger soon uh, it'll be the closest In-N-Out burger to where I live by, I think, 
two hours, uh, which is kind of fucked up. Um, shout out to the Popeyes that they built uh, a Kennewick. The we just got nearest, a Popeyes in town here. The, oh, man. the nearest Popeyes used to be like a 45 minute drive away. And back when there wasn't a Popeyes uh, in the Tri-Cities, people would drive that hour to that Popeye, so it was slammed at all times. And now, because there's a Popeye's here, there's it, it, it's fine. It's better now. Uh, shout out to the Splatoon community. Um, uh, be a squid, be a kid. Um, and last but not <laughs> least, shout out to Lionel Messi uh, for winning the World Cup and for uh, not and for tax evasion. Uh, <laughs> I think that's all the shout outs I want to do. My laptop battery is dying here. <laughs> <laughs> you take forever. You know, uh, the, this, <laughs> that, that was a solid list of shout outs. The longest, uh, I'll give you title, longest list of shout outs on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that on my website. <laughs> there you go. And as for me, people know where to find this might be a podcast. This might be a pod on Twitter uh, or on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Email me at this might be a pod with your thoughts uh voicemails 224-801-2930 which version is your favorite bed three bed five which is it which one will uh reign supreme maybe i I should put like a twitter pull up or something uh and if you want to support the pod even more than listening you can go to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast eclampsy thanks again for being on yeah thank you yeah, yeah.